Hello, I'm Brad. And I'm Jason. You are listening to Dice, Dice in, in My Mind. I'll be transparent. I can't necessarily remember what we originally were going to talk about. We have a list. Jason keeps a really good list of our topics. But we made a course correction tonight, and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about this in the context of a book that Jason just happened upon. Um, on was it was it Small Business Saturday? Was it Saturday that you got it? Uh, I actually went on Black Friday, okay. only because I had I had the the morning to myself. Okay. So there's a book. We'll get to it in a second because um, I'll let Jason do it because he's the one that found it. That book talks about, in effect, world building and storytelling. Yep. In, in a part as a part. Yep. Then Jason was looking up the Modifius, the new books that are coming out from Modifius, the yeah, Player's Guide and the yeah the Game Master. We're going guide. down the rabbit hole tonight. Yep. Yep. And you'd think that these two are. are separate exclusive discussions but the the interesting part is jason you as you read it you found a theme between the player's handbook reviews from what you were seeing from this other book i'll let you do the introduction on it and everything like that and our discussions about world building and and game design or game building or material design when it comes to us looking at porting star trek to genesis yep so we made a course correction because as you as we record this we've been out on twitter about two weeks we've only got a hundred and some followers but in that short period of time we've met some really interesting people virtually people yeah cool people and open people and have learned a lot about games that honestly we had never heard of yeah i mean we've been exposed to the mainstream but there's so much indian homebrew work out there yeah and that's that's where we're going tonight yeah so okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna pass so there is a book that you found at on black friday yep and um as you get into it i just got the book today so you're gonna hear me talk about this as a a new person who just paged through it before the episode and did some just of the same saw songs as the Klingons would say, songs will be sung about this day that I had this book a week before you did. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And and that you were potentially going to pre-order we'll the see. player's handbook from we'll Odyphius see. before it, me. I have not done that yet. I, You know, I'm going to get it, but I just haven't. Oh, you're going to get it. both of them just for oh, the yeah. sake of completion. So, right. so as you go into this book, I'm just going to say this because I found it fascinating. When you showed me the cover, yep, it's a role-playing book. Yep, you're going to read the it title? Use, it u- nope, I'm going to let oh, you do okay, it. Oh, okay, okay. It uses the term fractal. I, that's what grabbed my attention, too. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's yeah, what I'm going to pass it to you too. and let you talk about yeah. it. But that's what, when I saw that, when you showed me the cover of it, I was immediately intrigued. Go. So, so Brad is subtly and surreptitiously talking about uh, this role-playing game entitled Microscope, 
And its full title with subtitle is Microscope, a fractal role-playing game of epic histories. And it's by Ben Robbins. And this is not a new book, listeners. This was published in 2011. So we're we're catching this a decade after it went out in print. So to, to give a little, a little backstory, a little context, as Brad already set up, it was uh, Black Friday. So yes, you, you know, we tend to record well in advance. Uh, and, and so it was Black Friday and uh, it was, it was, now I've got to double check my timeline because I got it wrong last time. It was five years to the day that, as we talked about in episode one, that I got back into role-playing. Hadn't, hadn't done anything with it other than had books on, books on my shelves uh, since early, early grad school. And it was five years ago, the Friday after Thanksgiving that I thought to heck with it. Uh, I took uh, 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 my wife's cousin and one of her brothers and we nerded out and, and the force has been strong with me ever since, especially thanks to Brett. So uh, I went back to, well, I, I went to my, to, to the source, to source uh, uh, comics and games uh, or, or games and comics. I always get that backwards. They'll forgive me, I hope. But it's our friendly local gaming store and it's, it's phenomenal. And as I had said to you, Brad, they just have the best browsing wall, right? This must be, man, I don't know. Uh, Let me just clarify, because yeah. that was a term I really hadn't really heard until you started using it. Call me ignorant. When you say browsing wall, Oh, I, that's what I call, I don't know. You know, the way you and I used to browse yeah. uh, at the, uh, you know, browsing, but to me, it's a browsing wall. Cause I'm not one to buy much, but, but uh, you know, and I like with you, like when we used to go back in the day in Milwaukee, when we go to the bookstores together, we'd browse and browse and browse and sometimes leave with a book. Hopefully sometimes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes if it was but, successful, but many times yeah. no. And so I went there just to drink it all in and they just have, just a ridiculous collection. And they got all the mainstream stuff. And then they even have a section dedicated to indie titles. So I was looking over there because I had said to you ahead of time, kind of curious to see what's out there in part because of what we've been discovering on Twitter. So I'm skimming, I should say I'm scanning that section. And like you said, it's a very, very thin. 80 pages. 80 yeah, pages. 80 pages. Mm-hmm. It it looks like a chubby version of Fate Accelerated. Yeah. Right? Um, and but but on the binding it says microscope. Okay, well, I'm a scientist. I had to I had to pick that up. I thought, okay, it's gonna be some kind of dorky biology type of, of, of riff. And then I look at the cover, and again, like you said, it's got fractal, right? Microscope, a fractal role-playing game of epic histories. I love everything in that title. Well, that's why when you, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, not knowing what was inside it. Uh, I thought that the nerd gods had come down on a shining chariot and had left a book based or an RPG in a book specifically for a scientist like you. Right. And literally when I heard that I saw microscope and fractal, I'm like, I'm like, might be interesting to play, might not. Probably be, not. But yeah. But this was written. This was written by Jason's doppelganger. Right. So. Right. So so because I sent you the picture of it from the car, like you did. And and then and then the cliffhanger was I'm like, and we have to use this. And so okay, so let's let's talk about that because you you 
you opened this episode by saying, okay, so this ties in to a bunch of Star Trek stuff, both the, the, their upcoming player's guide and game master's guide, as well as our pending Genesis port of Star Trek. Okay, so here's why, listeners. Uh, Brad and I, as you know, we've been talking on and off about world building across multiple episodes. And, you know, this notion of world building, this notion of homebrew, uh, homebrewing a game, I mean, this is one of the things that attracts both of us to role-playing games and, and is kind of this, this hallowed tradition from the beginning, dating back to the time of Gygax, right? Even Gygax had said, look, when the rules don't work for you, you, you skip over the rules. I'm paraphrasing here. And, and we've talked about in previous episodes how ultimately what happens at the table takes precedence. And you know the GM uh, with player consent can adjudicate on the fly, whatnot. What intrigues us about Microscope in terms of world building is this. Now, I'm gonna read just a few sentences from here. So again, this is by Ben Robbins, uh, 2011. Uh, we're not going to get into a review of this game other than to say a few basic things first. Uh, there are no dice. This is a completely narrative role-playing game. It is agnostic to content. Uh, you can apply this to fantasy, to sci-fi. He says, to, not, yeah, to, to, not to interrupt, to he, says, yeah. he says you can use this with the Cimmerillion, you can use this with Dune, you can use this... Anything. You know, yeah. 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 So again, you know, instantly Brad and I are attracted to this concept of, okay, well, what's going on with this? Well, the rules basically, if you, if you go through this very slim volume, the rules essentially dictate how there's no GM and everyone at the table takes a turn round Robin and they have to elaborate the story, but that's not what interests us. What interests Brad and me are the following pieces. First of all, Robbins calls this fractal. It's a, it's a bit of a, of a gimme. Page, but, if you go to page six, it, it, I, I finally figured it out. You go on there. Yeah. It? Yeah. It's, I know it's, it's his it, quote. It's fractal gaming. Okay, sure it is, but what? But but it, it is in the sense of the argument in this book, in this rule book, is you don't have to think linearly. You can hop around in any temporal order, so long as it connects. In other words, you can't invalidate anything that came before, or after, or during, depending on how you want to look at that, right? And Robbins encourages the players, the readers, if you will, to, to think in eras. Now, this is where it gets interesting to Brad and me. Uh, he, he breaks this up into several uh, sections, but let's just look at setup under here. And, and here's, here's what really, really hooks me and hooks us. Okay, first off, think in eras. Let's apply this to something like Star Trek uh, or Star Wars, or honestly, I mean, any of the games where there are discrete or semi-discrete eras or periods of time, uh, you know, where the parameters are based on like, when does the series take place, right? The fact that the Mandalorian is five years, you know, what is it, 35 ABY, um, stuff like that. Um, uh, that that if we want to go Pathfinder, right? That maybe this is in this age of Galarian, but not later. 
But the point is in the book, in the, in the rule book, you can hop around in any way you want and you can, you can build story. And specifically what Robbins recommends is quote to bookend history. And I, I love this, right? This is Brad. This is why I'm like, you, you need to get this and we need to talk about this. Okay. So here's what Robbins says, and I'm going to quote directly. So I hope he'll forgive me. Um, but, but this is just a few sentences. On page 12, describe how your history begins and ends. These are your starting and ending periods or eras, the bookends of your history. Number one, agree on a short description for each area, or for each era, just a few sentences or a paragraph at most. Number two, decide whether each description is light or dark. In other words, what's the tone? And so his recommendation is you identify, you list the eras of your game. Let's apply this to a homebrew. You identify the eras at periods of time, and then you identify the bookends. Let's say you have five eras. In each of those five eras, you identify what's the beginning bookend, the start, What's the finishing book end, the end? So what's the beginning? What's the ending? And you write just a phrase or a sentence and you indicate, is this light or dark? Uh, for example, I was working on this earlier today, as Brad knows, on our Star Trek port. Though now that I say that out loud, I realize I forgot about the tones, although, although they're there, um, but I, I, I need to label them light, dark explicitly. So let's, let's talk about um, what's happening in Star Trek Discovery right now. Uh, just a couple episodes into season four. Spoiler alert. Pause here if you haven't watched it. Pause. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so Brad hasn't watched it. So I'll spoil everything. So uh, I might have episode, uh, sorry, season four begins on a light note with the attempt to rebuild the Federation. That's a bookend. Uh, we don't know how this era is going to end, but, but let's just make it up. Um, uh, Burnham and Book have a child who's empathic, but stupid. End. Dark note. I'm going out on a whim there. Oh, wait a second. Okay, you're that's, your book that's ending. not true. I'm just asking. Okay. I'm just, yeah, it, Brad, Brad's giving me the look as a little tear trickles down his cheek. No, no, no. I was just, I was trying to figure out. I'm like, wait, have I missed an episode? Because I don't remember that. No, there, so. you did not miss an episode. But, but okay. so the point is to, to then summarize, because we're going to walk away from Microscope, our fractal game, in a moment and start to talk more about the next book of interest that Brad brought up. So the takeaway for us, what we really appreciate about Microscope, a fractal role-playing game of epic histories, is number one, it encourages us in a homebrew situation to not have to think about the backstory and world building linearly, but that we can move fluidly across all the eras of the game. That's really helpful. Number two, that in every era, we don't have to specify everything. We can begin by simply identifying the bookends. What's the beginning of that era? Big picture. What's the ending of that era? Big picture. Are they respectively light 
or dark. And then number three, from there, we can start to fill in the specifics as necessary. Okay, so with that, I'm gonna kick it over to you, my friend, um, to transition over to how this is relevant to the the Star Trek Adventures Players Handbook. Well, so you- Players Guide. Yeah, oh, yeah, I am. Okay, so you were looking at a review. Um, yes. Um, the player's guide. Yep. And it talks about, you listed this on here, the foundational years, the Federation and the, and the Klingon empire allies and adversaries, which is that era that TNG and DS nine, that's the era that's gotten the most attention yep. since the eighties. Um, 2380 to 2399 is that, that post dominion war era. Yep. Then you get into like that temporal cold war, which we don't know a lot about from the enterprise. But isn't it interesting that in that guide, they even specify that. Yeah. 27th century. They've done their homework. And then, like you said, the book at, you know, the starting, we don't know the book end of the 32nd century yet. Cause but but it's in the guide, at least some, some preview stuff or um, some introductory stuff. And they even mentioned lower decks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so you saw that and, and put it together and, and I was out today and we talked while I was in the car driving home. Right. And this idea of, you know, Genesis and Star Trek, I think we've, I think we've kind of in our own minds turned it on its head and in all honesty. Yeah. Tell them about it. Yeah. In all honesty, I think what we're looking at now is a situation where we look at Star Trek in this way. Mm -hmm. We look at these eras and then we start building in effect toolkits or a toolkit. Yep. If I can, and, I, and I'm using your term, I want to make yep. sure I'm not yep. plagiarizing No, to account for um, personnel, to account for equipment, to account right. for starships and vehicles, right. to account for the geopolitical. Um, Through the and, Genesis system. Yeah. And, yep. and I, when I look at this and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm just thinking about this from my past experience. I could see a mind mapping tool. I know mm-hmm. I have some on my Mac and I could just yeah. see us sitting there and mind mapping eras, you know, and then going down from there on the flip side, mm-hmm. someone I know has already started putting this to paper in a more defined way than a, just a traditional mind map, which is for lack of a better term, the brain dump. Mm-hmm. So now what we have to do is look at, and I, and I would argue we haven't really talked about this a lot outside of this. So you're going to hear us kind of, we're breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, we have to pick an era and work through and make sure we have this process down. Mm-hmm. So we kind of know what the eras. in all honesty, what's, what's listed there is, is pretty well defined in terms of errors for this game. Right. You know, I don't know if we could, you know, I, you could probably take a look at, um, nothing in star trek online is canon um but we know through picard we know the end of the you know we know the destruction of romulus and remus Um, well you know the trial never ends yeah exactly and we don't know what that means yet spoiler alert q shows up in picard season two and um so now what we have to do is look at the genesis system Mm -hmm. and how characters are created yep look at um you know, if you look at it from 
roles and professions. You yep. know, I think yep. you can, I mean, at a very high level, you know, you have science, engineering and command. Mm -hmm. um, that's high level. Yep. Then you have to start looking at, you know, for the most part, starships and vehicles yep. that are yep. uh, space vehicles. I'm going to use a very generic term. Doesn't have to be a, a Federation starship. So the vehicles, I'll just enjoy, I, to yeah. me, the vehicles is one of the hardest pieces, right? Vehicles and equipment. Like we already have a character sheet drawn up for this, an adaptation of the Genesis system brought over to Star Trek that, that we'll eventually have to test. But the, yeah, the, the vehicles and the equipment, that's where it gets wonky. Well, and I think what we'll have to do is, is I'm looking over at my shelf, which I've reorganized, Jason's seen it. Jason has seen it. Yep. Um, you know, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to look at the Terranoth source book. We can look at the Android source book. We can you get some ideas. Of, no comment. Oh, yeah. And of course, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and the advanced players guide. Um, you know, I we just can looked use through that, and I wasn't convinced. Or really? Anyway, sorry, I digress. Yeah, we'll, we'll okay. we can come back to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we can use that as guides as to how they define equipment. Mm -hmm. How do they define vehicles? And I think and, Genesis has put out uh, some some additional, like supplementary tools, often available online for free. Edge is great about that. Yeah. So I think we can do that, and I think it becomes an exercise, in effect, a beta. I mean, yes. I don't know what your thought is. I think we we pick an era and we drill down from that era. We already have the top level. We just have to define. You know, from your perspective, is it a light era, a dark era? You know, it's going to be interesting well, how we define and, that. And not know? the the era does. I think that's going back to microscope. The era, it's not that the era has to be light or dark, but that you can def, you can define, we can define the beginning and ends, the bookends of each era as light or dark. And then you've got a continuum in whichever direction yeah. across that era as, as a guide for play. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at if you look at the during next generation yeah. into Deep Space Nine, uh, Voyager and all that, you have both periods of light and periods of dark. You yep. know, you had periods yep. of light during exploration. Mm -hmm. You had periods of dark with the Borg invasion. Right. You know, there's it's there, like you said, it's a continuum and it can swing. But what's the what's the ultimate right at the end you know and, and I, I don't want to give anything away i i actually when i was cleaning out i i i was looking through my dragon lance yeah um source book for 3.5 and um for those of you that know dragon lance you'll know you know pre-cataclysm post-cataclysm that's just that's kind of think of it as like uh um like the dinosaur you know like a dinosaur right. extinction type of event right um there's a there's a bookend to to mm -hmm. two eras, you know? yeah, exactly. Uh, it, so. It, and and I, so I think you know as as you're saying, Brad, what we're really saying to everybody is as much as to ourselves, is we are pivoting, as you said, with our with our homebrew design, right? A design that eventually we'll put out there, right, on Drive Through RPG, of course. But but we are we are pivoting because especially with the material coming out for Star Trek Adventures. Um, we, so much of it has been done. So instead of 
developing a full-fledged game. As you said, we're talking about a toolkit, um, a conversion kit, if you yep. will, kind of like yep. like you like you've brought up in the past, and um, like if. Uh, if you watch, uh, there are a couple, at least a couple or a few actually videos where Matt Colville talks about how, you know, he likes 5e and D&D, but he really likes like what, like the 4e combat system or whatever, right? And so, so there are ways to port that, there are ways to convert that. And so what we're talking about is leveraging the materials that Edge Studios puts out in terms of Genesis as a foundation, then the materials that Modiphius puts out in terms of Star Trek Adventures as a way to then curate all of Trek canon as a world in which to play. And rest assured everybody that as we move forward with this project, it's gonna be very, very specific. Right, we're we sure. part part because of the way we think and the way we want to play and with the fact that we want others to play, it's going to be okay. Here, here's the core material that you have to have, and here's what we recommend you have. And hopefully, I will not have pre-ordered the player's guide before we're done recording this episode. But I got to admit, this is the itchiest my trigger finger has gotten in a long time. Brad's giving me the Mr. Bigglesworth look, yeah, so that's I'm, not good. No, no, I'm, I'm, I am holding out on the hope that yeah, you, it's almost like a standoff. Who's going to order it first? Wah, um, wah, wah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I am, I am purposefully not opening a browser right now. I am, I am purely one for computer resource purposes, but two, to avoid the, um, the potential. I am not going to order right now. Um, do it. You know, the, no, the, you know what? You, I know that you don't pay until it ships, but um, um, mentally. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think you must with Modiphius because they send you the PDF. Oh, that's right. Well, mm -hmm. then I definitely want to wait just because I was a little um, liberal over the <laughs> weekends. <laughs> yes, you were. With some of the, the work I've done, some of the things that I acquired. Thank, um, thanks to Brad and his wife, his low, friendly local gaming store will remain in business another year. Yeah. Now, jokes aside, I actually got my wife to go to the gaming store with me, which is much more important yeah. than any sort of money that was spent there. I only bought a set of, of um, fake dice. That, I mean, she that, did text me and I yeah. quote, I can't do this, but I yeah. think it's amazing you got her to go. I got her to go. Yes. Yes. It, it is. So, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, my wife went to a gaming store with me. She's already said she'll never do it again. Oh, I, but and she I did. Her. Yeah, but she did go. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I I fully intend on getting them. I I will. Um, it's just at this moment I'm going to hold, um, just to let the pocketbook recover and um, make sure that we have all of our other holiday things taken care right. of. And let the, let the so, smoke rising from the wallet drift away and cool down. Yeah. Before he opens it again. They, they don't come out until Q1 of next year. So I very right. well may not order until January. That still It'll, gives me time. Well, yeah, that's possible. You know? And, and I don't necessarily need to be the first one. If it's, if it's, but orders. Aren't, don't you have fear of missing out? Nope. 
because I actually <laughs> didn't order the I didn't order the Delta Quadrant or the Shackleton Expanse books until they were out. I'm actually so, really intrigued by the Shackleton Expanse. I have to admit, um, I don't have the book yet. I just oh, I thought the, you did. No, I have the PDF. So oh, okay. I will. Okay, I, good enough. I will give you an update later. Um, yep. Yep. Subtle. Uh, yeah. Right. So, but yeah, I'm I'm waiting on that one. That one I didn't um, order immediately. I ordered later. I shouldn't say until it came out. The PDF was out when I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the Klingon book I didn't get, and the Klingon <laughs> source book I didn't get, and the Delta Quadrant until the print was already out right and so, what's nice is with modifius modifius used to have to ship from britain mm, now they ship from the US. Were, you were just telling me that off air yeah. so so now that we've introduced microscope uh talked about it a bit we've talked about the yet to print uh star trek adventures players guide and we fully vetted your attempt to absolve your guilt over past and pending purchases um, and I am so glad that that Angela, you went to a gaming store with me, and you have no interest whatsoever in returning. No, nor will you ever have interest in listening to this. Nor and, will my wife. No, and yeah. and and you know that's 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 totally acceptable, and maybe even better. And it's probably for the best. Yes. Yeah. So, um, coming up in the future, then you you'll hear us talking more on and off about. Uh, our, our Star Trek port. Uh, in fact, right now we have a, an episode planned, dedicated to it. Um, I'm just looking um, toward the end of January. Um, <clears throat> schedules can all often can always change, but that's that's kind of our plan because that puts us a couple months out from where we are this evening recording, and that gives us time to, especially now with our pivot to lay down some foundations for where we're going to go and uh, maybe even start to ask for feedback and help. Well, and I think let's not forget too, um, thanks to our connections on Twitter and so on, right. we've made some real connections with folks, yep. bright, smart, creative people that actually are willing to come on and talk with us. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I think in all, in all seriousness, thank you to um to Shelly to Shelly yeah and to, and to Jeff yeah yep. and to soon to be named people that you may yep. hear about next week yeah um because they have given us um in effect credibility to come on mm -hmm. the show yep. and it not being a joke you know in fact Brad maybe it's why don't we wander over to the GM corner on that note and yep. maybe we can spend the GM corner uh just chatting about where the podcast is going to go in the coming months. Yeah. So um, I, I joked about this in prior episodes. Um, I don't know why we didn't jump out on Twitter more. Uh, we focused more on Facebook and a little bit of it on Instagram. Um, yep. So I don't remember what the context was. You and I were talking and I'm like, Oh, just, I think, I think we were talking about where we were going to post the episode. And so I yeah, went it was Twitter. your idea. And so I just started following and posting with people and, and I've said this out there, our intent has never been to reach a certain number of followers or listeners. No, um, no. we're always interested. If it's material you find interesting, if there are things we're doing that you think we can do better. Um, the only yep. thing that you probably won't get out of us is more profanity. We do enough of that outside of the recording. We won't do it on the recording. 
Um, we want to maintain yep. our our facade G- of civility. Yeah, exactly. Um, but one of the things that's come out of Twitter are the connections we've made. And in all honesty, yeah. um, the yeah. connections we made thanks to Shelly posting. It was, it yep. was Jeff. Yay, we did, Shelley I can't, Mazzanoble. Yeah. I couldn't find Jeff and we're not going to talk about that other person quite yet. Cause we want to surprise people, but um, Shelly gave us a really good, review and was very flattering yeah and, and an introduction to the broader twitterverse around yeah. rpgs yeah and so all of a sudden now we're connecting with folks i mean just unbelievably bright and creative people mm-hmm. and we've got potentially probably five or six very solid um, so so speaking of bright and creative people brad and i've talked for a while how we really want to sure. bring you interviews with bright and creative people we 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 all just we have a our bent is we have a, a kind of a a lean toward writers but not exclusively right creatives as brad has said many times creatives writers editors um uh producers whatever we keep expanding but but toward that point you know we brought you a few really cool people really creative bright people and next week you're going to get our our third third writer, but different, more, more. And we we have then then on the fives. Remember our our zeros and fives episodes. Uh, we we want to have an interview. We've got two interviews scheduled. Another three or four being scheduled right now. In mm-hmm. fact, again, thanks to Brad. Uh, we are talking to so many people that we might for a while end up bringing you much more frequent interviews. No promises, but but it's looking that way. Besides, we figured you'd rather hear from more than just us on a weekly basis. So stay tuned. Really cool stuff is coming. Yeah, and, and I'll selfishly say, I think in all honesty, it's good for those people. You know, it's always these people don't need us for a voice. No. Um, so it's very flattering that they'll come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah. they have, we've had great conversations with individuals that are going to, we're going to see joining us in the future. Interviews for us, even if we binge on them for a little bit, um, will only help our creativity. Yep. Um, so selfishly, there is a benefit to us. Let's be honest. Oh, um, that's and, why we do this though. Cause we yeah, enjoy it so much. And we enjoyed so much. And, and we have met again um, and talked, literally talked with fascinating people already. And I cannot wait. Oh man. To, to, for you all to see what's coming down, yep. down the road. Yep. And not, not just the super mainstream, right? We really, we really want to, to talk to people who are both in the mainstream, in the big games, but as well as the Indies where, where they can use the traction and they're doing something really interesting and so, uh, say, yeah, stay, stay tuned. This, this next year, we're not rushing it. We're taking our time. But this next year is going to feature a lot more diverse, interesting interview-based content as we move forward. And, and I'll say this, Jason, and I'll let you wrap up. But um, there's no danger in us going anywhere. Like I said, we would, we would love lots of listeners. 
of course. Mm-hmm. We know full well that some people will find this interesting and some won't. Um, could we make it funnier? Sure. Could we make, could we use the clown horns and me make fun of Jason and Jason? Of course. But we do you that know. anyways. We don't we, need to record it. We don't need to record it. I mean, I think that could be like a Patreon thing where you could have the rated R version of the, the, the podcast, but then the, most of, of this, which, po- right. most of this podcast would just be bleeps and bloops, but I'll, then I'll let you go. We do. Um, we do have Patreon. People can always give us money. Oh yeah, please. Um, <laughs> please do um there's always you know, a rule book out there need yeah, to be purchased yeah it'll, it'll fund my it'll fund my books um and cause me less of an issue issue at home right. um but <laughs> now you got me thinking about sorry putting that out on Twitter. I, I no, okay, totally... no 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 but that was that was a that was actually funny and truthful in an odd way yeah um but i hurt because i love we're going to work. <laughs> See, this is what you get on Patreon. Um, we we are going to continue to do this regardless of um, what our listenership and our followership is. We want more. Don't get me wrong. But we do this as much. We do this in all honesty because we talk about it anyway. And we'd be doing this stuff anyway. So why not put it out there? If someone catches on to us at um episode 30 or episode 20 great 46 is when we're gonna hit our stride oh did i take it away from you sorry yes you did (laughs) go ahead you 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 that was the topper if you haven't if you don't know what from what what um don't don't yeah yeah, or 46 you really got what is it what was it you really got you you really you it wasn't you really found your found your your voice in episode 46 god that was funny if you don't know where that's from um catch up catch up yeah catch up catch up especially if you are if you're our age right if you are oh, yeah. if you're listening to uh, to us because you are a fellow fellow or sororal or otherwise middle-aged geek who's into rpg and into to all these other things um if you don't know where that's from go find if you're, it if you're a gen well xer yeah if you're a gen xer right you're gonna know yep this is core early Gen X stuff. Beautiful stuff. All right. With that, we're rambling. So we're going to call it. Thanks as always for staying with us. Uh, <clears throat> you know the deal. Jason, do you, by the way, do you smell every book when you pick it up? Maybe. Okay. Just thought I'd throw that out there, but go right ahead. I, yeah, it's, it, I, I won't even get started. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. I, I just thought I, it, I'd poke back a little. Yep. I, I, I do. And I have specific feelings about the ink and glossy scent from the uh, Fantasy Flight publications, but that's another topic. So with that... And on that note... uh, On that note, um, try not to smell anything on the way home. Uh, Be well, stay well. As always, we will see you next week when we will specifically be interviewing someone really, really interesting. Stay tuned, everybody. 